Good morning, living word. Good morning, 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 Manaites. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We certainly give God thanks for who he is this morning. The one and only God. He says he alone is God. There is none other. He goes on to say salvation can be found in none other. He's basically saying nobody else can save you. God only. Amen. He is the king of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. There is no, that he has no equal. Amen. He is God all by himself. He is the eternal creator. And so we bless his name and glorify his name today. And I pray that you know who God is and that you have connected with him already this morning. And, you know, invite him into your day. Invite the Holy Spirit into everything that you do. He will guide you perfectly in all that you do. He will never guide you wrong. Matter of fact, you know, the secret to my success is including the Holy Spirit. You know, on the job, when I ran into difficulties and I did not know what to do, didn't know where to turn, I was trying everything, did not work. I would just simply stop and just get to a quiet place and just say a prayer. The Holy Spirit, lead me to the solution. And every time, 100% of the time, he will lead me to the solution and I will quickly find the problem. So now what I began to do is before I will go out to consulting job or, you know, an assignment, I will pray before and say, God, whatever the issue is, lead me to the solution very quickly. And within the first five minutes of most things and most places I go, I can find the issue, find it, find the problem and find the solution and, you know, get that job done and complete. God works in mysterious, amazing ways. And so include him, include him in your life, include him in your day, invite him in. He's such a gentleman. He's never going to force himself on you. But if you invite him in, he will come, he will sup with you commune with you, you know, and bring joy to your life. You know, Christians, you know, we are meant to be joyful people. We are. We're really not meant to be mean and cold and bitter, you know. No, we're not. We're meant to be joyful. We're we're meant to be happy. We're meant to be thankful. You know, we're meant to exude grace, holiness, and just the character of of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible said Christ should be formed in us. And as we go and as we grow in the word of God, which is so important, and a lot of reasons why we don't, um, all these qualities are not shown, it's not expressed in us, is because we have not taken the time to really read the word of God and allow the word of God to sink deep into our hearts and in our spirits that it may be expressed through the physical man. Now, talking about the physical man, I want to talk about him today. I want to talk about the importance of the physical man, importance of your bodies. You know, Romans 12, chapter 1, we, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, you know, we already know that scripture. Um, the Bible, the, God tells us to present our bodies unto him a living sacrifice. Now, the question is, why is our body so important? Why we got to present our body? Some people seem to think once you're saved, 
the soul is saved and you could do anything with your body. Well, that is not true, okay? There's no truth to any of that. And if you believe that, you believe a demonic doctrine, right? Because what you do in your body has um, complete and eternal consequences. So we must make sure not that our spirit, not only that our spirit and our souls are pure, but our bodies also. We are tripart beings, and God cares about all of His creation. He takes care of the, the the sparrow, which is the smallest bird, and the Bible says, "Not one fall to the ground without Him knowing it." And if He cares that much about a sparrow, what about His greatest creation? Right? We are. We are the pinnacle of what he had created. He made us in his likeness, made us to look like him. So he cares. Our form, we look like him. We look like how God looks. You know, people seem to think God is without form and he's just some, you know, incorporeal spirit just hanging around the universe. No, God has a form. Amen. He said he has a mind. If you read scripture, you know that God said that thought, those things have never even entered into my mind. Some of the things that man were doing on the earth. Okay. So I want us to understand that we are made in the likeness of God and God cares about all of us and every inch and every bit, every atom God cares for and he knows about. Matter his our soul, we know our soul is very important because Jesus told us. What does it profit a man if he gains his, if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? So we know that the soul is the most valuable asset in the earth realm. But the soul is housed by the body. And God deeply cares about the body. Amen. And let me give you a few scriptures just in case you may be questioning what I'm what I'm about to say. And let me tell you how I want to show you how God how much he cares about this. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17, it says, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Okay? For the temple of God is holy, which ye are. All right, so you said, well, Pastor, that's the temple. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's get deep down into it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6, 19. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own? For you are, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. <laughs> All right, so you made the connection. The Bible says, any man that defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. God is very serious about that. We already have talked about um, the fact that God cannot change his word. And if his word has been released out of his mouth, he cannot go back on it. He has taken an oath on his name that he will never go back on his word. And so if this is the word of God. And if he says, you defile, you know, you destroy, you, you, um, Treat this temple with disdain. You mark up the temple. <laughs> you, you do unholy things in the temple. You desecrate the temple. God said, you, he will destroy. That's what the word of God says. And then 
you know, then it comes, then the Bible tells us who the temple is. That your body is the temple. All right? So your body is the temple. So God cares what you do with your body. Okay? Stop thinking just because your soul is saved, you can do whatever you want with your body. That's not how it works. Your body, what you do with your body has eternal consequences and also eternal rewards. And we want to make sure we are reaping eternal rewards and not eternal consequences. Amen. All right. So let's look at this. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, and Paul is appealing to the church in Corinth. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren. Now, I want us to see this because when the Bible says brethren, that means he's talking. The Bible is talking to the people of God. This is not a scripture for the world. Okay. And we have to make that, you know, that separation. When these things that we're called to these things of holiness and righteousness, he is talking to the body of Christ. Amen. Those who are chosen and accepted salvation. Right? Because the Bible said before the earth, before the world, um, we were already accepted by God. We were already preordained to be holy and righteous before him. So he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren. This is the ecclesia, you and I, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive decision of your bodies. Did you hear that? Make a decisive decision. That means make a conscious decision, conscious, to be careful what you do with your body. And he says this, he goes on, he said, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. You know what that really means? It doesn't mean you go, you go find an altar and lay it down, right? It means you submit yourself to the word of God, simply submitting yourself to God's requirements. That's what it's saying. You sacrifice your own feelings, your own desires, your own will. You sacrifice it all to the will of God. That's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, you know, if it's all possible that this cup would pass for me, but he says, you know what? Nevertheless, not my will, not my desires. <laughs> but your will be done. That is the sacrifice. That is how we present our bodies sacrificially to God. That means we give up our own desires. And mostly the desires that the word of God is talking about, are those are sinful things, things that will take you out of, you know, the dictates of the word of God, things that are outside of the boundaries that God has set for you, sinful things. God is saying, cancel those things, eradicate those things consciously, and that your body, that you may not sin with your body. Now, we, you know, we, we have mental sins, but we're not even going to talk about that. We'll talk about the physical things and the requirement that God has for us as his children. So he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy. That word holy means devoted and consecrated without sin. And I know some people say, Pastor, you can't live without sinning. That's a demonic lie. <laughs> that is a demonic lie. The Bible lets us know that the blood of Jesus could cleanse us from all sin, all unrighteousness. 
And then the word of God tells us that he is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. Amen. That's what I said. The Bible said he's coming back for, for church. That's without spot, without stain, without blemish, without any such thing. Okay. And so if his word can't change us and get us to a place of sinlessness, then we are still in our sin. Then we're not saved. You have to make up in your mind. You're either saved or you're not saved. You're either a sinner or you're a saint. You have to make up your mind. Which trajectory is your life going in? Which path are you walking down? You can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to make a choice. You're either going to live holy or just go about your business and do what you feel like doing. You're either going to present your body as a sacrifice, as a sacrificial offer to God, or you're going to just live your life and live your life according to your own feelings, right? So he says, a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. You know why it's reasonable? You know, and why would they, why would he use that particular word reasonable? Well, in light of all that God has done for you, us just simply submitting to his will is the reasonable response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not asking you to be to be hung on a cross. He's not asking you um, to, to be spat up on, to be, to be beaten. God's not actually do any of that. No, he's just simply asking you to submit to his word, accept his son as your Lord and savior, and live your life according to his commandments. Simple. That's all it is. And so Paul is saying, that's reasonable. We don't have to do the stuff that Jesus did. Jesus did it all for us. Amen. He was wounded. He was bruised. He was beaten. And he did it all that you and I don't have to go through that path. And all he requires now is for us to be submitted to his word and submitted to the path that he already has laid out for us. Amen. And then he goes on to say, how do we get there? How do we get to a place that we're not, you know, doing all these things with our bodies and defiling our bodies. You know, and the, the word of God tells us that if we defile the temple of God, God is going to destroy us. But we want to make sure we're not doing anything that's defiling to the body. So that means we're not doing anything that comes from the kingdom of darkness with our bodies. You know, I absolutely believe tattoos is, is um, defiling the temple of God. You should not mark your bodies. Why should you do that? Your body is a temple. And, and marking your body is not from the kingdom of heaven. I don't care what anybody says. You know, well, it doesn't mean anything. I could just write love. Well, you know, you go to the physical temple and write love on it. You can get arrested. Okay? And so your body, your physical body, is the temple of God. Why should you desecrate it? Why should you put graffiti? on your temple. And I know um, a lot of us did it when we we're not saved. And that's fine. We understand. And God will forgive you. But now that you know better, 
I don't understand why Christians find themselves in tattoo parlors. I don't get it. You know, you know the word of God, but you're still submitting your body to, you know, kingdom of darkness stuff. I, I, I really don't get it. But that's that's a whole nother discussion. And so the word of God said, be not conformed to this world. Hey, there it is. There it is. So stop doing the things of the world with your body. <laughs> See, the Bible always explains itself and it tells us what we should do, what we should not be doing. Do not be like the world. Simply don't do what they do. If they are tattering their bodies, you don't do it. If they're cutting their bodies, you don't do it. Keep your bodies pure because it belongs to God. It does not belong to you. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. We all belong to God and there are eternal rewards or consequences based on what you do with this body right here. So be not conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, all the fads that we see that go, you know, every um, season there's a new fad, you know, there's a new trend. And, you know, we tend to try to do everything the world is doing. You know, the Bible said, come out from among them and be separate. We're not called to look like them. You know, it's time for the church and the people of God to create their own trends, to have their own fashion statement. Amen. We, we have to bring things from the kingdom of heaven and not just do everything the kingdom of darkness is doing. We need to separate ourselves. And so the world will know that there is a difference between us and them. Amen. So he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, being changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Hmm. New ideals, new attitude. And how could our minds be changed? When we've been socialized all our lives into the kingdom of darkness, from you begin school Used to, things that you see, things that you hear, things that you feel, things that you're taught, you know, all these things. So we are socialized. David said, I was born in sin, shaping in iniquity. That's the normal order of things when we come into this earth. And we have a sinful part of us, a sinful nature. And that's why we need to be changed. Our minds need to be renewed. Our minds can only be renewed after we accept Jesus Christ and begin to read his word. Amen. Simply, I call it the principle of replacement. You replace all the worldly ideas, the worldly concept with kingdom concept, kingdom ideas. Y'all know the scripture, Philippians 4, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. David said, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable. God tells Joshua, make sure that each and every day, these words never depart out of your mouth. He said, then you have true success. You know, listen, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to keep his word in our heart. 
And that's how we are being renewed. David said that word, if I hid in my heart that I may not sin, simply means I won't use my body to sin against God. I won't let my body lead into sinfulness and to the detriment of my soul. You must understand the war is really for your soul. And Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to make sin look beautiful. He comes to make sin to make sin feel wonderful and all, you know, and, and he tells you that, you know, uh, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, if you love somebody, you can do whatever and it's okay. You know, listen, God does tell us to love everybody, but what your interaction with them could either be holy or sinful. You decide based on the word of God and what you know, what, how you should be interacting with the people around you, especially those you, quote unquote, say you love. Amen. And so God wants us to be changed. He wants us to be transformed. We need to develop a new attitude. Christ said you must repent. Amen. We must be repent and become like little children. Simply means it's a refresh. It's starting all over, purging our minds of all sinful ideas, sinful ways. And take on a whole new mindset. The Bible says, any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That means, you know, that word new creation, it means original creation. Original. Before we sinned, it is just as you have never sinned. That's how far God has removed your sin from. You know, the word that he has given us. He has forgiven our past. Yeah, that means forgiving your sin. All sin has been forgiven if you have repented. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn, that means repent. God said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive sins and heal the land. And so God has an expectation. Why? Because he has given us a body to function in the earth. But he also has set boundaries for you and I. Amen. And so the word of God says we shouldn't be conformed to this world. It's our reasonable service. And when we when our minds are changed, when our minds are renewed, that's the only way we're going to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. That's what we're here for, to prove God's perfect will in our lives. So the world can see that God's will is perfect. Amen. And when we're living our lives and we're walking holy and righteously before God and we're not desecrating the temple of God. Why? Because it is holy. Your temple, it is holy. Listen, let me say it again. Your temple, this body is holy. You're a child of God. You're not your own. You are bought with a price. Honor God. The Bible said glorify him in your body, not just your spirit, but your body also. You know, we can we can be spiritually, have great spiritual understanding and just do some incredible, stupid things with our bodies and things that are displeasing to God. You may know the word, but choose not to honor God with your bodies. And then you have you have eternal consequences. 
You have to answer to God for what you have done which, with your body. And so I pray that you will be cognizant of what you're doing with your body. What, what are you doing with your hands? Is You know, who shall enter into the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. So it's important what we're doing with our hands, what we're doing with the members of our bodies, right? Because the Bible talks about the members of our body, each part of our bodies. What are we doing with it? <laughs> we want to make sure that we are walking in holiness and righteousness. For if any man desecrate, defile the temple, him would God destroy. So it's it's uh, it's our we should dedicate our body. We should present it to God. Amen. This cannot be overstated. Amen. The one thing upon earth that is abused more than anything else is your body. We abuse it. We neglect it. Sometimes we ignore it. Amen. We don't treat it right. We do anything with it. You know, we defile it by cursing and swearing and fighting and killing, taking harmful substances into our bodies, drugs and alcohol, smoking cigarettes and, and you know, and, and all the, the things that will destroy this body. And God said, if you do those things, you destroy this body, you defile this body. He says, I will destroy you. And that means he will put your, cast your soul into darkness, into hell. And God means it. I know people don't like to talk about hell, but listen, y'all love to talk about heaven, but you better believe that there's a hell. There's life, there's death, okay? And so you're not going to have one without the other, okay? If there's a heaven, there's the opposite, there's a hell. There's a holy God, and there's an unholy deceiver called Satan, okay? And so we have both extremes. So don't Let's not try deny it, to deny it. We have love, but we also have hate. We have peace, but we also have war, okay? And so we have to decide. You know, God said, I present to you this day life and death. He says, you choose. But he says, I'll tell you which one to choose. Choose life, okay? So I pray that today you will have chosen life by being very careful for what you are doing with your body. Is your body sacrificed to God? Is it submitted to God? Are your ways, the things that you do with this man, this physical body, are they pleasing to God? Are you taking your body to places that are pleasing to God? Are your feet taking you to places that God is pleased? Are your hands doing things that God is pleased? He is watching. The eyes of the Lord go through to and fro throughout all the earth, seeking those whose hearts are perfected towards him. Why? Because he wants to show himself strong in their behalf. Hey, God is watching. Angel of the Lord, encamp around about them that fear him. The Bible says, where can you go from the presence of the Lord? You, there's no place you can go. Where can you flee from it, from it? There's no place for you to run. You can run, but you can't hide. God sees you. The Bible says, even the darkness is light to him. So the things that you may be doing in the darkness, 
that, you know, your friends can't see, your pastors can't see, nobody can see because you're in darkness. It's like light to him. And God is not missing it. He sees it. He's seen exactly what's going on. You know, we can put on a facade. We can, you know, we can act like everything is cool when we're in the daylight with everybody. And in the nighttime, we're doing our own things. We're out doing things. That is wrong. And, you know, nighttime also means you're doing things in secret. It's not necessarily in night. When when we say darkness, that means you're doing secret things. Things that you should not be doing with your body. Being with people, indulging with, you know, with, with, with sexual things that you should not be doing. And all the things that destroy this body. And I pray that you are cognizant of who you are. Cognizant of the God that you serve. That he means what he says. And he says, if you desecrate, if you defile this body, he says, he will destroy you. So present your body unto the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Do things that are beneficial to your body. I'm not telling you to neglect your soul or your spirit, but I want us to understand that your bodies is just as important. Amen. So make sure today you're doing things that are beneficial to your body. You're not doing anything that will be a detriment and that will have eternal consequences, but you're doing everything you do has an eternal reward attached to it. May God bless you. And I pray that this manna is good for you, that you have learned something and that you, it would help to direct the course of your life. It will help you to make better decisions and it help you break some bad habits and to um, create some good habits when it comes on to your body. Some things you just need to stop doing um, and take care of this body. God has an expectation. If he gave it to you, just like the, the servant with the talent, he gave him a talent. And when he came back, he's expecting the servant to have used the talent and gained on it. Well, God expects you to do the same thing with your body, to take care of it. Take care of it. Love the body that God has given you. Take care of it. Make sure you're not using it for sinful things. Offer it as a daily living sacrifice to God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we come to you again in the name of your son, Jesus. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the privilege have been, have to be called your child. The privilege, God, that you have given us a body to dwell in the earth realm. And so, Father, we know that there are expectations. And I pray, God, as we have learned from your word, that we ought to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that is a reasonable response to all that you have done for us. And I pray God will be so cognizant of what we say and what we do in our bodies. For there are eternal consequences and eternal rewards. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you again. Thank you for the revelation of your word. Thank you for insight. And thank you, Father, for the tenacity to do what is right and to walk in holiness and, and to have the same mind that was in Christ. And let that mind also be in us. And Father, as we transition through each day, 
And I pray, God, that the things we use our bodies for will bring glory to your name. And God in the world will recognize that there's something unique and particular about us. And we'll even ask questions about our faith. God, let our bodies, God, be a blessing to the world. And God, as we transition, hallelujah. And let our bodies bring glory to you in all shapes and in all forms. Let there once again be a smile on our face, dignity to our character, hallelujah, honesty and integrity in our walk. And Father, your word lets us know that because we are the light of the world, we are the salt of the earth. And folks, what people see is what they perceive. So I pray God that as they see this physical man, they will perceive that there is a greater man on the inside. We thank you. Thank you now, Father, for the favor that you have placed on our heads, the increase on our hands and the swiftness to our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future, for there's not a feeble one among us. We're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading and directing us in this day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.